0: Hey guys, Saul Marquez here, super excited to share this interview I did with Steve Lieber, former CEO of Hims. It was such a great conversation. I wanted to preface it by sharing with you all that I actually am helping put a podcast together that actually has already launched. It's called Smart from the Start, uh, doing it with uh, Care.ai, a super innovative company with amazing leaders. And Steve is the host. We're showcasing some of the brightest leaders in the healthcare space, CIOs and leaders of health systems, and really focused around some specific questions around AI, ambient intelligence. And I'm very excited about the series that I wanted to just start off this podcast with just letting you know, that's how I met Steve. And he and I have just hit it off and I wanted to give them a little opportunity to plug the podcast here. I will leave a link in the show notes so you could check it out. But uh, just a tremendous job that they're doing with this podcast. And I figured this is something that you guys have to hear. I hope you enjoy my interview with Steve. Make sure you check out the Smart from the Start podcast It's gonna be a phenomenal one to add to your roster. Thanks for tuning in. And here's my interview with Steve Lieber. Hey everybody, Saul Marquez with the Outcomes Rocket. Really excited for you to join us today for a fantastic episode today. I am joined by Steve Lieber. He's a seasoned healthcare management executive with 40 years plus of experience in healthcare, primarily in the healthcare association management area. He served as president and CEO at HIMSS for nearly 18 years and currently works as an independent consultant with notable clients such as Keriyei the Health Information Management Executives, also known as CHIME, and many other well-known entities. I'm so excited to have them here on the podcast to talk about really kind of what business looks like for associations and insights in healthcare. So Steve, thank you so much for joining me today. It is absolutely my
1: pleasure, Saul. Great to be with you today.
0: Absolutely. And so folks, just to share, Steve and I got to meet each other through a collaboration in doing a podcast it's a fantastic podcast that he's done with Care AI. Uh, it's called um, Smart from the Start. So we'll definitely be linking that up in the show notes for you guys to listen. Steve, um, what what is it that inspires your work in healthcare and has inspired it for so many years?
1: Well, so I think it, first of all, I've been on the association side virtually my entire career, and so my experience in healthcare is through association work. And it's an interesting perspective to be in, in looking at the trends and issues in a sector or profession and being in a position to make a difference across a large spectrum of people and companies and, and organizations. And it's really that um, broad-based uh, potential for impact that really motivates me because you can do something and you look at something like a podcast like this or, or other things, and it can reach hundreds if not thousands of people at one time. So you're able, in my mind, to do a lot through an association and you also generally come into these kinds of conversations with a degree of trust and credibility. Associations over time have built that by virtue of their focus and interest on the profession or or business sector that they represent. And over time, that credibility and trust factor builds. And so you're actually welcomed into people's offices and homes and such. And they're genuinely interested in wanting to work with you, learn from you, and participate and
0: engage. Yeah, Steve, that's really great. And associations do have a very important role in our health system. And you've highlighted how impactful and incredible they are. As you think about health associations, the way that they're run, the value they provide, the, the challenges they face, what do you think is one of the most important things that needs to be top of mind for health associations today?
1: Well, I think recognizing the environment that you're in. And so over the, the long career I've had, I've been in multiple environments. What was the case when I was the CEO of the Emergency Nurses Association back in the 90s was not the same environment as when I was the CEO at Hims in the early 2000s and teens. And so recognizing your environment and your challenges and your opportunities That really is, I think, key so that you, one, don't go down rabbit holes that just have no chance of of driving any degree of change or success, capitalizing on the opportunities that are evident. Understanding what the challenges are that are facing your members at at that particular time, just a cognitive awareness of where you are and what the external factors are that are impacting your organization and your membership. That really is the most critical. Then you can start digging down into other things with any organization, any company, revenue generation is also got to be top of mind if you're not focused on driving the top line with a very strong attention to the bottom line as well you run risk of shrinking and no organization increases its influence by shrinking Mm -hmm. and so looking at opportunities to drive the organization into new places really is where I think I built those of our listeners from the association world who know me, that's where I built my reputation, was on building new programs and services, particularly in the areas of media and also in survey research and and data analytics. And and we can dig into some of those as we have time. But I think those are the two things that that I'd really highlight as as being really critical. And if, if you can't, really ace those two, you're going to create a situation where you got some some challenges that are going to be tough to overcome.
0: Yeah, I, I love that, Steve. Thank you for keeping it so simple. It's something that's so complex, distilling it to something so simple. In the time that I've had just working with you here most recently, I've really learned that you're really good at that. And a lot of the leaders that I get to speak with on the podcast or just in my interactions with the work that we do, Certainly the best at what they do, know how to keep it simple. And and so top line revenue. Yeah. yeah. Oh, go ahead. You were going to say yeah, something. And,
1: and I was going to say, because it's also really important to be able to articulate it to other people. So it's simple okay. for me to understand and keep straight, but it's also simple for communicating to others so they understand
0: you get everybody on the same page. Amen to that. Amen to that. Hey, I really want to dig in. So, folks, by the way, a fascinating discussion with Steve. If you are in the association space, definitely an interesting one for you. But I I think a lot of the principles that Steve's covering here really do apply to organizations like providers, but also businesses in healthcare. Because, hey, top line, you got to grow top line with the mind on, on the bottom line. Let's dig into this concept of media and also survey and insights. Talk to us a little bit more about that and how these two are meaningful. Sure. I think in probably
1: most any business, and I totally agree with you on the last point, I think the keys that I uh, identified there are applicable in any setting, in, in any association, healthcare or not, and in the for-profit sector as well. And so what I have looked at is, again, drawing upon those two key points, looking at where the opportunities exist. And so starting with media, this actually goes back to the print days. I was approached at early part of my tenure at HIMSS by a publishing company that wanted to produce a show daily and a newsletter and this sort of thing. And they said, it's turnkey. You don't have to worry about a thing. We'll just send you texts. And I said to them, that's nice, but that doesn't serve the long-term interests of the association. I want a piece of equity. I want to be a partner in this with you. And so mm-hmm. we created and built a media company at HIMSS, which over time, of course, evolved out of print and into to digital. And it it started me down a path of recognizing another key consideration, another key factor that I think people should keep in mind, which is a focus on audience versus solely a focus on members. And I think this applies to even those associations that have restrictive memberships like board certified physicians and such, because even those people oftentimes work for somebody, work with people and have people who work with them. So there's an ecosystem. And as the association, you really want to get your message to the ecosystem, not just to your members. And so starting out with a very broad objective of reaching the audience, then you start thinking about how. And certainly over the years, the ability to reach audiences has gotten a lot easier. With the rise of the internet, social media, and all of the ways that we digitally connect with people, it has, one, introduced elements of competition that a generation ago, we didn't have because it was too expensive to build up a big print enterprise to compete with an association. But in the digital world, anybody can start up a podcast and suddenly you've got uh, competition. Yep. And so we we did. Over time at hims Media, we did. We built this concept of the larger ecosystem focusing on engaging a broader audience and then looking to the vendor side, the for-profit side of healthcare that wants to reach that audience. They want to get messages to them. They also have a significant amount of technical and scientific knowledge that resides in those companies. And they're wanting to get that out in front of audiences to reinforce their brand and their ability to help provider organizations, or practitioners. And this is true, I think, in any sector, not just healthcare. And so they very much are looking to use the association media channels to reach the audience. And the bigger the audience, the bigger the engagement can be. And so it just sort of, you build various products off of that, webinars, podcasts, white papers, communities, digital communities, and and such. And so there's a broad array of programs and services that you build in the digital media space. And especially thinking about things like digital communities. Why should we be building digital communities and putting them over in LinkedIn and let LinkedIn collect all that data uh, on what people are looking at and such versus having it ourselves That way we can better design our in-person educational programs because we know what people are looking at and reading. It all gets connected. But as I say, I think it's a very natural place for associations to play because you are trying to get messages out to certainly your members. And my argument is to a larger audience
0: ecosystem as well. Steve, that is so valuable. And folks, I would hit rewind right there and listen to that one again and take some notes because it was good. And Steve, like this idea of catering your member key, right, and that's table stakes, but catering to an audience, how do you determine who that audience is? You know, like how do you make a decision on that? Sure, and you're absolutely right.
1: You can even think of it much like a target. The center of the target is your membership. That's Mm -hmm. the bullseye, and you're right, it's table stakes. And then you start thinking about what are the circles that are outside of that. And as I say, I start out in a very simplistic way, as I just said before. Who do they work for? Who do your members work for? Who do they work with? Who works for them? What are the other organizations that they interact with? What do they buy? I mean, just put yourself in your core audience's position and thinking about their business, and then you start coming up with all of these others. And then there are, especially, and because I know healthcare best, there are various healthcare professions, doctors, nurses, technicians, which are in an ecosystem. There are specialists versus uh, generalists. There's more in the audience. And so I think it's one of the easiest things to identify the audience. Now, engaging them, that's a completely different picture and a whole lot harder. And that's what you're really trying to achieve. It's not a matter of just building the largest contact b- database you can get, but you go through a process. And there's a funnel process you go through of taking someone from just a, a, an email contact piece of information to an engaged participant. You go through multiple steps and there's technology that you use, there's content that you use to do that, but the ultimate uh, position you want to get that person into is that of an engaged participant with
0: your content. Thank you, Steve. Really appreciate that. And yet, as you guys are listening to this, there's an opportunity here for all of us to get better at this is taking that content, taking that subscriber and really engaging them in a way that's valuable, that makes them engage, to Steve's point. That is the ultimate goal, because we're creating relationships, right, Steve? I mean, at the end of the day, it's a relationship game.
1: Absolutely. And you've already got a leg up on the competition, the Googles, the LinkedIns, the others and that's because these your core audience chose you. They signed up. They're a member. Now build on that mm-hmm. and build out from that.
0: Yeah, Steve, that's awesome. And look, a testament to the work that you did at HIMSS from your early days to where you left it. Just incredible. The organization and the media presence that they did. Any like surprises that happened while you were doing what you did there so well? You
1: learn, so obviously, as you go along. And success oftentimes can hide a multitude of failures and sins. And if <laughs> you have big enough successes people forget the failures and there were ones along the way i mean in the course of the 18 years that that i was there we did about 20 different mergers acquisitions and consolidations with other associations with for profit companies and such and wow. not all of those really added value to the association a couple of them were real big wins, and that's what we remember when we think about Hims media in that space, Hims analytics over in the survey research and, and insights area. And so, you know, the surprises are not really surprises. They're really obvious. Don't think you're going to win every time. Don't think you're going to hit a home run every time. There are things that you think and can expect to happen, and then you get a recession thrown at you. And all of a sudden, your timetable's totally off, the market's dried up, everybody's hunkering down, nobody's spending any money, and there are just things that are outside of your control that can surprise you. And so I think the key about surprises is have a strategic vision and then certainly make adaptations as you go along. But if you have a solid strategic vision Outlook. This is where I'm headed. This is what I'm trying to achieve. And stay with that so that one, you're not swinging back and forth all over the place. You weather the surprises,
0: you can minimize them, and you stay focused on the end goal. That's outstanding. Thank you, Steve. And I know we have very little time left here, but what about the data and insights piece? Like, I'm really curious about that. And I I don't want to not share this with the listeners because I think it could be really useful.
1: Sure, go way back in my career and I started out as a quantitative analyst and so data was in my blood from Mm -hmm. the beginning. And I've always believed that an association should be the organization that knows the most about, start out with your members, but it builds out to that audiences as well. And so doing the types of, of surveys that start to build your database gives you that knowledge that helps you do your association work better. You can also monetize it. And so you can build out fee-for-service related analyses of trends and such. You can become a market intelligence resource for companies that want to sell into this space. And again, you're a natural as an association because you are a trusted source. I'm willing to give you this information because I trust that you'll use it right. You won't just wholesale sell my name and my email address to just anybody who comes along. And that's another reason why when you start putting these data points together, you start to see that, well, when I know what you're reading, what you're looking at in media, I can make sure that what comes in front of you from the inside side, is information and analysis around those subjects that you're interested in. And so it really sort of brings greater value so that the stuff that comes from the association isn't just what's dumped on everybody, but it really is tailored to me because you understand me. You know what I'm looking for, what I'm interested in. And so in in both cases, it is leveraging the position an association has building upon it in a trusted, sourced kind of way that in both cases very much can build a successful approach to building out the associations, programs, and resources.
0: Outstanding. There you have it, folks, a mini, I would call it a mini, mini course, mini MBA and association success from one of the best in the industry. Steve, I'm always impressed with your knowledge and the way that you make it so digestible and actionable. So I thank you so much for coming on our podcast today and sharing your insights. If you wanted to leave anybody in the audience with a closing thought, the associations listening what closing thought would you leave them with? And then what's the best way for them to get in touch with you and if they want to connect with you? Sure. I think the, the, the closing thought is
1: really around strategy. And I sort of referenced this in, in the last point I made is that you really need to know what you're trying to accomplish. And that's really what strategy is. And just strip away all of the jargon and that sort of thing is, what am I trying to do here? Where am I trying to go? How they are trying to do it and such? And so clarity, and we've touched on it a couple of times, simplicity, so that people understand what it is you're trying to do. Not only your staff, but your members as well, so that they understand when you launch a media effort, they understand the why. Same around a, an insights or analytics area. But I think that's really the key point is get your thinking straight, get it clear so that you can articulate it to your staff as well as as to your audiences and then stay focused on on that. I think that's sort of the management takeaway for me that having that sort of framework in my mind over the past number of years I think played well and I it, say it sort of not always but st- most of the time kept me on track instead st- of trying to chase the next shiny object. And if people want to reach me, I've got a single person consulting group of visas partners. And so it's Steve at avisospartners.com. That's A-V-I-S-O-S partners.com.
0: Outstanding, Steve. Hey, thank you so much. This has been truly valuable. I think both for associations and for profit businesses out there. Can't thank you enough for spending time with us. Folks, remember, don't stop at just listening if something today resonated with you the way to blast off in the rocket is to take action so reach out to steve he gave you his contact info steve can't thank you enough for being with us it has been a treat so great to be with you today
1: likewise